From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show. Thursday, March 16th, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics. Your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Go to beantownathletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show also presented by DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com right now and play for free by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. And did you know you can put in a World Baseball Classic lineup on DraftKings. Tonight, on this Thursday night, you got Venezuela versus the Dominican Republic. Tomorrow... You got USA versus Puerto Rico. You can take both of those games in the World Baseball Classic and you can put together one DraftKings lineup. That's right, one DraftKings lineup for the World Baseball Classic. I didn't know you could do this until today when I was going through my, you know, every day. You do a couple things when we wake up in the morning, right? One of the first things I do is open up my DraftKings app on my phone and see how many NBA games are, see how many NHL games are, because... Just because football's over doesn't mean you stop using DraftKings. In fact, I feel like I use it even more. Because now I I focus on NHL, I focus on NBA, and I'm constantly putting lineups together for those sports. I'm looking through baseball and I'm seeing, wait a minute, how can I already put a baseball lineup in? It's only spring training. The regular season doesn't begin until April. Well, it's easy. The World Baseball Classic. And again, the next two nights, Thursday and Friday night, You got two games, Venezuela versus Dominican Republic and USA versus Puerto Rico. You can put one World Baseball Classic lineup for those two games. I say one. You could put as many lineups as you want, but they are just for these two games combined. And you can do it for free using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. So dig into the baseball season early at DraftKings and play for free with my promo code PIC. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, March 16th. Uh, I bring in my producer, Pete Needham. Pete, what's up? What's up, Pick? Nothing. Got a lot of papers over I there. I do. I have a lot of papers over here. <laughs> because I actually, I put out an Instagram story, and um, I think I put it on Twitter. Maybe I didn't. Facebook. I have so many forms of social media. Sometimes I forget, you know, just what outlets I'm, I'm going through to, to send the people my messages every day. And one thing I did on social media, I think it was Snapchat. No, I think it was Instagram story. You can put a story on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I sound like fucking Belichick. I have so many things going on. Yes, but, you can. Dude. I am pretty good on social media. Promoting stuff, at least. But I put I think, in, you're, I think you're Twitter heavy. I'm Twitter heavy. Yeah, you, you have to, right? Because promoting stuff. Yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah. I have to be. Uh, and people get pissed off about that. I mean, well... Tough shit. I mean, you know, I'm the only one that promotes me. So, you know, until this show is on a platform that is part of a larger brand, which, you know, it's going to be. It's just there's a time and a place for everything. And it's not necessarily other people's decisions, by the way. Um, You know, I have a say as well with my own product that I've spent 10 years building. But anyways, that's beside the point. Instagram, you're getting me off topic. Instagram story. Instagram at Danny Picard. My Instagram mm-hmm. story, I, I put a picture of what I'm working with in front of me. And it's my iPad. Well, see, I had to go buy a key, a keyboard for my iPad. And I have an iPad mini. You ever see people do this? I actually have one myself. You have one yourself. Yeah. See, whenever I see it, like I would be, when I was a reporter, and I would go to games, and I'd sit in the press box, Patriots, Bruins, you know, everything. I even covered the revolution, and I would see people do what I have in front of me, which is the iPad having a keyboard connected to it. I would look at it, and I'd go, what a douchebag. What a complete and utter douchebag. That's a douche move, right? It is. You can say it, Pete. You have one, and I I mean, you can still say it. I didn't know you had one. I'm going to give my rant anyways because I, I just that's what I say. That's what it looks like. And when I look at myself with this thing, I go, what a douchebag. I call myself, I'm calling myself a douchebag right now. This is a douche move. However, my situation's a little different. This was an emergency purchase. If you listened or watched the podcast on Monday with comedian Will Noonan in studio, 
I explained the whole thing. My MacBook Pro would just not start, and it's still not starting. And have you tried lately to get an appointment at the Apple Store? I know I've done my Apple Store rant many times, Pete. Have you tried to get an appointment? When's the last time you tried to get an appointment at the Apple Store? Not in years. Not since maybe the first a lot of people, iPhone came out, maybe. A lot of I people know, complain about healthcare. I don't have as many. This is a bigger problem in this I world. Has, I don't have as many the problems as you do. You always have a problem. With your, with technology? your technology? No shit. Yeah, you do. I know. I, but, I don't, but that's not on me. That's on them. <laughs> I don't know. And it's, it's their job to point. fix it. It's their job to fix it. You know? I have an easier time with healthcare than I do getting an appointment at the Apple store. You know, getting a doctor's appointment. Easy. Dentist's appointment. Easy. Appointment at the Apple store. Couldn't be more difficult. I had to schedule it online for Friday. My computer's been off since Monday. Monday morning. I have things to do. I'm a columnist, Pete. I write columns. <laughs> I have to write. So I had to write a column yesterday on deadline. And I had to go out and purchase his keyboard. And it's like none of my stuff is working. And now I'm sitting here. And as I'm trying to write, I can't take my mind off the fact that it's it's a mini, too. It's not like a regular iPad. It's a mini. It's like... <laughs> it looks hilarious. It, it's just... It, I. I Instagram storied out that is that how I phrase it? I Instagram storied out that I put my MacBook in the dryer. That it shrunk. But that's what I'm working with in front of me. And because of that, I got papers. I just got papers. I got brackets. Right? Today, the NCAA tournament begins today. It's going on right now. I can kind of see the TV through the glass at Beantown Athletics. I cannot see in the beautiful TVs we have here in the Beantown Athletics studio because they ripped cable away from me. Um, it would be a great deprived, day. Deprived Wouldn't this be a great day to do the show and watch the NCAA tournament? I can't do it. I do have a bracket. I'm not going to go through my entire bracket. I will say this about the NCAA tournament this year. I am not as into it as maybe years prior. Now, last year I wasn't into it at all because this week, last year, I was in the Dominican Republic. Actually, today, a year ago today, I was sipping on a banana, a banana mama. Is that what they call it? A banana mama with, um, yeah, I was, I was in the pool and someone came over, sipping on a banana mama and someone comes over like the Patriots traded Chandler Jones. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they traded Chandler Jones. Yeah. They traded Chandler Jones. Couple other pieces of news that I missed out on, but that was a, I think that was a year ago today. Somebody came up and told me that. I would love to go back to the Dominican because it's freezing out. It's absolutely freezing out. It is St. Paddy's Day weekend. I was out of town for it last year. Um, feeling feeling good to be back in town for it in that sense. Not because, you know, the weather, take me back to the Dominican, right? But good to, to be around Boston, St. Paddy's Day weekend. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that. You got a little St. Paddy's Day music first, Pete? Is that a little, is that a little tease? Is that what you got for us today? Yeah, it was... A little premature with that one. All right. Well, you can play it at any point in time. I, I got Kansas winning my NCAA tournament bracket. And that's as, that's as far as I'll go. I usually do get into it. I just, this year, there's been so much going on. And usually where I do pay attention during conference championship week, it's been different this year because the Patriots are doing things that... You know, I don't think anybody expected them to do. And if you haven't been paying attention, the latest news in the New England Patriots on this Thursday afternoon, at least as I record this podcast, the news could change at any time. And I'll get into that, why it could. But the latest news is that Dante Hightower has returned. Signs a four-year, $43.5 million contract with the Patriots. That's about $11 million average annual value. Um, I think a little under eleven. If I got my math correct, $19 million guaranteed. He visited with the Steelers. He visited with the Jets. The Jets threw him a birthday party. Apparently, the Jets were get offering more money. I think there's conflicting reports as to what actually happened with the Jets. Bottom line is this. Hightower was out there, and he was playing the game like he, like he should and saying, I'm going to see what offers are out there for me. But at the end of the day, what I think worked in the Patriots' favor, which what we initially didn't necessarily think was the right move, at least I didn't, was that the Patriots did not franchise tag Dante Hightower. They did not say, hey, we're keeping you around at on a one-year deal. Yeah, it's going to be for a lot of money, but it's only one year. Hightower wanted 
um, the multi-year deal to go along with some guaranteed money. He gets that. 19 mil guaranteed. He gets the four-year contract, right? Um, you know, to not get that multi-year deal, if you franchised him, the players don't like that because something could happen. You could play the one-year franchise tag. You could get hurt. You could have a bad season. Next thing you know, you hit the open market the, the following off season, and your value is diminished in other teams' eyes and even in your own team's eyes. So I, I, you, don't want, you don't want to be franchise tagged. I understand that. And I think because the Patriots didn't, Hightower was out there, sure. He was out there playing the game, seeing his own value, seeing what he's worth, but he was going to come back to the Patriots. And for whatever reason, he thought, yeah, I don't know what necessarily what the Jets were offering, what the Steelers were offering. He thought the Patriots deal was the right deal. A great move to bring him back. I think from his own personal standpoint, you know, he gets a multi-year deal with the Patriots. I, you know, I, I think that he's worth more than the average annual value that he's going to get in this contract. But here's, here's the deal. It's a, I think it's a good decision for him to want to come back. And it's a good decision for the Patriots to get him back. And if they could find a way to make it work after he went out and tested the open market, then it's a win for both sides. Okay? It's a win for both sides. Now, you know, the reason I haven't been really paying attention to the conference champion tournaments last week and even really the NCAA tournament right now is because the Patriots, outside of the Hightower re-signing, they have done a whole lot more than anyone would have ever expected. And now, all eyes are on Malcolm Butler. So that's why when I say, as of right now, the latest news is a Hightower re-signing in New England, that could change. Malcolm Butler reports out he is in New Orleans, visiting the Saints, seeing what he's worth. I guess on the open market. But here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with Butler testing the open market. He's not an unrestricted free agent. He's still a restricted free agent. And they are testing it, and they want to be treated like... He wants to be treated like an unrestricted free agent. That's a problem because he's not. And if the Saints want to bring Malcolm Butler to New Orleans, I think the Patriots should play hardball here. I think they should say, we're not going to agree to a trade. We're not going to make this easier on you. We're going to play by the rules. And the rules say that we gave him a first-round tender, which would pay him $3.91 million next season. And he has to sign that by a certain point. He's not going to hold out. That would do him no good, especially if he's looking for the long-term deal maybe next season, next offseason. So we offered him this first-round tender. If he wants to go out and play the game himself, and he finds that team that wants to give him that big money multi-year contract that treats him like an unrestricted free agent, that team that signs him has to also give us a first-round pick. If we, if there's a team that wants to give us that, and by the way, they have to give the first-round pick that is their own. They have to give number 11 overall. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Patriots, and you're looking at the Malcolm Butler thing right now, you know you have that first-round tender on him. The rules are the Saints would have to sign him to a deal that he wants and give up number 11 overall. If you're the Patriots, you should not fold in any way, shape, or form and say, no, you know what? We'll talk about a trade. Give us number 32 overall back that we sent you for Brandon Cooks. Maybe give us another third-round pick. No, 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 no. You shouldn't bend one bit if you're the Patriots. Why? Because as I stated last week, and you're even hearing some people now Talk about it now like it's late-breaking news, but it's not. The Patriots have Malcolm Butler by the balls. And I know. Malcolm Butler visits New Orleans, and everybody's getting all worked up. And basically, I think I'm one of the only people in this town, Pete, that believes Malcolm Butler isn't necessarily gone just because he goes and visits New Orleans. I mean, again, he's playing the game. And a part of it could be to maybe, I don't know, scare the Patriots? The Patriots could still work out a multi-year contract with Malcolm Butler. In fact, Malcolm Butler could get a number from another team, go back to the Patriots, because the Patriots, because Butler's a restricted free agent, the Patriots have the right to match that offer before he goes anywhere. So Butler could get a deal out there that he loves, and he comes back, gives it to the Patriots. Patriots say, you know what? We didn't think anyone was going to give you that. We don't want to see you leave. Well, you'll play for us under that number. You'll play for us under that contract. Okay? It's just... That, look, that might not happen, but my point is the Patriots own Malcolm Butler right now. 
And they don't have to give him up in this wacky trade where they help New Orleans take him off their hands because he's upset New England. I keep, I hear people say this. Oh, he's upset. Him and the team, they're on, you know, they're on different different pages with this contract. Butler doesn't want to play in New England anymore. He wants to find a new home. You know what my response to that is? As unfair as the $3.91 million might be to Malcolm Butler based on what he's done for this team, as unfair as that is to the kid, and I said it last week as well, if you're the Patriots, your response to that is, oh, you're unhappy with us? Tough shit. There's nothing you can do. Right now, maybe Malcolm Butler's out there trying to do something. Maybe his agent's trying to do something. They're in New Orleans, obviously, for a reason. But New Orleans is going to have to give him the big money, multi-year, big guaranteed contract, okay? He's, he's looking at the Gilmore contract. He's going, we want that, and we want more than that. Saints are going to have to give him that and the, give the Patriots number 11 overall. They're going to have to. If you're the Patriots, the stupidest thing you could do is say, eh, we won't take number 11. We won't demand number 11 overall. We'll actually work out a trade with you. People, I keep hearing people say, oh, Peyton and Belichick are friends. They're going to do a deal. Don't do a deal. Don't do, no. You play this one by the book. And in fact, I think the Patriots are going to play it by the book, by the rule book. Which states that Butler is a restricted free agent. He's under, you know, he has to sign the tender. I get it. But he'd be, if he doesn't get moved, he'd be foolish not to. So, $3.91 million next year for the Patriots. Technically, he's on a contract. Technically, the Patriots don't have to send him anywhere. And if there's a team that wants to give him a monster, ridiculous deal and their first round pick, if New Orleans wants to give up number 11, then if you're the Patriots, if you don't want to match it, you say, fine, we'll take number 11 overall. You know, and maybe that's how they sort of get their picks back. First round, second round, right? And, uh, you know, that would be a way for them to do it. I just, the, the logic to me, the most logical thing to do if you're the Patriots right now is to still, and I know people are hung up on the Schefter report, but if you listen to my theory, I don't think I'm off with that. It's good people give conspiracy theories now. Well, they don't pay attention to mine. They probably <laughs> fucking should. It's funny, you know. I, I I've been hearing that word a lot. Yeah, I well, I just hear, I hear days. people talk uh, like I hear people mention Butler, Malcolm Butler, and like today people are coming around, right? I hear people say, well, I, you know, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He could play for the three point nine one mil, and it's like no shit. <laughs> Like, why did everybody overreact? They overreacted to the Gilmore signing. They overreact to Malcolm Butler going to New Orleans. I just... Business is business. Belichick is a businessman. The business side of this that I cannot overlook is that they still control Malcolm Butler. And if they want him to play for 3.91 mil, unless, again, there's a team that's going to... I just... I'm sorry. I don't think there's a team. I don't think New Orleans has given up number 11 overall. I just don't, I just don't think they're going to do it. To, uh, to go along with a, a contract that Butler wants. Like, I think a team that's going to give up a pick like number, number 11 overall, they're going to go to Butler and say, well, if we're going to give up a first-round pick, we can't give you Gilmore money. Like, we just can't do both of those things. And if they can't do both of those things... Then why does Butler? Why would Butler go to New Orleans if he's playing this strictly for just money right now? And, and you know, I hear people today go, "Well, he could, you know, then they could franchise him, and you could call it a two-year deal with twenty mil." Yeah, no shit. I was saying that last week. Like that—that's something that's not new. And if you're going to listen to the show and you're going to spew out information and ideas, might as well credit. Let's give me some credit. And, and you know they, and you know they're listening. I post the, the two-minute clips on Twitter all the time. Oh, they're watching. They're watching. They're listening. I see you. Not retweeting, I see you. Um, it's just the Malcolm Butler thing. You know, could, could he go to New Orleans? Yeah, if New Orleans wants to literally give up a King's Ransom, I'd call that a King's Ransom for Malcolm Butler. I would. I'd call it a King's Ransom. And I've never sat here and said, like, I got in this argument with Johnny Spreadsheets back here at Beantown Athletics before I jump on the show. And he's like, oh, Malcolm Butler's pissed. Like, they're, they're not doing him right. How can you do him like this? It's like, I'm not saying it's fair to Malcolm Butler. It's not. But where would he be if it wasn't for Bill? But, but you're right. And what? I pointed this out last week. It's like, you know, Butler is going to make $4 million <laughs> next year. Would he be making $4 million even that? 
Would he would he even be getting a first round tender? What would he be doing though if it wasn't? I don't know. Up? On a practice squad? Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Anything. Pick a job. Yeah. Pick a job. He could be doing it. Thank you, Bill. I, I mean, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, undrafted free agent here. And turned him into a legend. I know Butler made the plays and he did all the right things. But and and look, I, again. Malcolm Butler deserves the big contract, okay? Like, he deserves it. But there are rules in the CBA that the Patriots are going to live and die by. And one of them is this first-round tender in which you could get away with paying this kid, who's so good, $3.91 million next year, along with all the other additions you made. I just think Belichick sees that opportunity and his eyes light up. A lot of people are trying to tell me, him and Butler are on such bad terms now. They're on different pages. Butler's going to visit New Orleans that he's so fed up with it, he's just going to ship him out of town. I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? Because there's bad blood? What's bad blood? Malcolm Butler's going to go out and play his ass off for $4 million next year so he can get the big contract the following offseason. The Patriots are probably going to franchise him if they have the franchise tag open, which brings me back to the whole Garoppolo thing. You got to trade Garoppolo not just to get some draft picks and because it makes sense, but to open up the franchise tag for 2018. You give Butler the franchise tag in 2018, he can go out non-exclusive, try to find the same deal that he's trying to find with New Orleans right now. Guess what comes your way as compensation for that franchise tag? Two first-round picks. <laughs> more picks. Like I just, to me, there's more benefit for the Patriots to keep Malcolm Butler under the 3.91 million dollar tender. It's just that's just logical. That is the most logical scenario that could possibly play out here is that Butler doesn't go anywhere. Instead, I go on Twitter and people are like losing their fucking shit. I walk into Beantown Athletics today. Johnny Spreadsheet's losing his shit. Look, you got to pay the kid to respect. <laughs> I get the whole respect fairness thing. But the, the, the Patriots don't, they're not going to play it that way. They're not going to go out. And get all emotional and lovey-dovey with Malcolm Butler and his agent. Say, you know what? You did win us a Super Bowl. It's 16 mil a year. <laughs> like, fucking wake up. Wake up. And, you know, I, I just, the, the most logical thing to me is you, you, you bring him back. You don't trade him. If New Orleans is going to give him more money than the Patriots gave Stephon Gilmore, and they're going to give you number 11 overall. You know what? Take number 11 overall and say, that's not, an, that's not money that we were going to give them. It's not. We wanted, a, we wanted them here for four mil, but if you want to give them that deal, we can't turn down the number 11 overall pick. Can't happen. We might not even make that pick. We're going to turn that into... To, you know, an extra second rounder for the next four years. Like I, I three fourths. Honestly, I, yeah, you got Mal, you know, Malcolm Mitchell in the fourth. You got Trey Flowers in the fourth. We know what the Patriots do in the later rounds. Um, but they could get even more later round picks if they get number eleven overall than they do if they work out something something where they get number thirty two back. No, you, the the Patriots if they're playing this the way I think they're playing this, Pete. They're not going to accept anything less than the number 11 overall pick from New Orleans as part of the rules. And the they shouldn't rules, have to. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I hear all these theories like, oh, they should just work out a deal. If friends with Sean Payton, friends with the Saints, they just worked out a trade. Bullshit. Bullshit. They worked out a trade because the Saints wanted to get rid of Brandon Cooks. Okay? And you had something that they wanted. A couple, you, you had a couple picks that they wanted. So you took them off their hands. Malcolm Butler? Yeah, you got something that other teams want, but they have to give up more than money to get it. And the Patriots know that. And if the Patriots know that, I think that's the way they're purposely playing this from the get-go. I've been saying this from day one. day after The, Gil- the day of the Gilmore signing, when people are like, oh, what does this mean for Butler? I'm like, doesn't mean anything for Butler. It actually might be a number that Butler goes out to try to negotiate with a team like New Orleans, and New Orleans is like, we can't give you that and give them a first-round pick under the restricted free agent first-round tender. Like, to me, people get they're just getting so worked up and riled up about this situation where they're coming up with 
ideas and concepts and theories that just don't make sense based on what the Patriots usually do and probably are trying to do, which is take advantage of the system that's in place. And the system that's in place is a first-round tender for a damn good cornerback. That'll be playing for four mil next year if he signs it, which he will. Okay? Unless somebody wants to. We talk about Godfather offers. We talk about King's Ransoms. Hey, New Orleans wants to give him more than Stephon Gilmore. They want to give also get the Patriots number 11 overall. Then you got your King's Ransom from Malcolm Butler. And as much as I love Malcolm Butler, that is a King's Ransom for him. Number 11 overall. I mean, it is. Right? You, you didn't even dra- you didn't even get drafted. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Patriots are playing it the way the rule book states they can play it. And to be honest with you, I don't blame them. I don't. Is it unfair to Butler? Does he deserve big money? Yeah, but this is just the way shit works. The so Patriots works. know how to work it too, man. You, you see, hey, did you see what the Patriots were? They trademark nineteen and all in December. See that? I did. I did. Trademark nineteen and all. I don't like it. I had. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I had calls over the weekend, last weekend on WEI, and. Uh, People were like, oh, they're going for the perfect season. And there was this was before I saw any type of trademark. And I'm like, you don't go. F- I mean, obviously you don't want to lose. But let's be realistic. Yeah, you don't go into a game thinking, all right, yeah, we you might lose, lose this one. But, let's, but, but Pete, <laughs> you really think they're going to go 19-0? As good as they are, as even, let's say they keep Butler, which I actually hope they do. I expect them to do. Um. You think they're going 19 no. and 0? I just think it's too no. difficult. I'll take the field to, yeah, uh, exactly. to win. One, I'll take one of those teams to, to beat win the one game. Once. One one bad day, one bad mistake in a big in a, in a tough spot. Bad weather on the road could be in, against a division team. Fluky game, fluky play, bad coaching decision. What? It's never happened. I mean, it's just I'm not going 19 and 0. I'm not. I'll take them to win the Super Bowl 18 and 1. But I put my money on that. But you're telling me 19 and 0 or take the field? I take the field. I don't care what the fuck they trademark. I think they trademark that. The trademark doesn't tell me that. I mean, it tells me just in case. That's like a just in case, right? I think when it comes to trademarks and it comes to a team like the Patriots, any professional organization that expects to win or do something positive or impressive, I think you cover your bases when it comes to. All right, let's think about phrases we're going to put on T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, you know, sell flags around the stadium, whatever it is. Let's trademark this shit now. Let's get it out of the way so we're not battling for it and in a bidding war with some schmuck who's running a gas station down the street and just decided to buy it because they wanted to get big money off Robert Kraft. You know what I mean? Like I just, but I feel like the Patriots do that more than any other team oh, out there. You know what? I bet, I bet you there were some things that they've trademarked that, that we don't know about yeah. that we would look at if we saw now and we'd be like, what? What, the- <laughs> what were you thinking at the time? But it wasn't necessarily what they were driving towards. It was just in case it happens, let's have our bases covered. Because what do they have this year? Blitz for six? Blitz for six. They already- I think there's a couple others. They, they have a couple more than that. Um, I think there are, yeah. See, I don't like that shit. I th- why? But I'd rather I mean, not know about it. I mean, I'm not— You know what I mean? Like, no, why, I, do they, why do they tell everybody? You know, the 19-0 thing, when it comes— I, I say I don't like it based on a jinx factor. Right. Right? Like, I'm— you know, I'm We're a, fucking I'm a, rubbing our heads I'm and doing super, push-ups during the, I'm a for, during the Super Bowl. I'm a superstitious cat. I'm, I'm superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, knocking on yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm knocking on shit. I'm throwing pens around. <laughs> I'm superstitious. But that's why I don't like trademarking 19 and all. But at the same time, when I do take a step back, I'm like, all right, they could go 18 and 1 and win a Super Bowl. That's right. more likely than 19 and all. Mm-hmm. I think they're just, I don't think they're, they're, they're saying we need to go 19 and all. And one other thing I don't think is happening right now, I don't think this is the swan song. I don't think this is like Belichick and Brady saying we got one year left and that's it. How does that make sense? What, you make all these moves? And let's say you do go 19-0, and and you win. You know why you would go 19-0 and if you do it? Brady would be MVP. <laughs> what, he just gets up and walks away? Come on. Like, what, what planet are we living on? I don't think this is difficult. I think this is simple. Belichick's making moves because there is a window. I think they're acknowledging the window more than they are 
pinpoint in one year and one goal in one year. That would be stupid from a business standpoint, wouldn't it? From from a professional standpoint to go, we're, we just got one year left. We win, it's over. What? What is that? What is we're it? done after. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? We're closing it what up. What if you could win two? What if you could win three? You know, the competitor in them, even the business men in them, they don't go one and we're one and it's over. They're in for multiple. I think, but I think they acknowledge a window. There's no question. But that window is with Brady. And it all brings me anything, everything that we've talked about, what's so funny about this offseason, anything that we've talked about in my head brings me back to they got to trade Garoppolo. Like it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Because I don't think the window is one year or two years. I don't think that's a wise decision. I don't think that's a wise timetable. The window is more like three or four at the very least, maybe five with Brady. Okay? With Brady. And um, I think the moves that they've made, I mean, let's go over them. Let's go over the moves. Dwayne Allen, tight end, trade for him. Put those papers to use over there. <laughs> three, <laughs> hey, th- what, three years younger than Bennett? Yep. Good. He's a blocking tight end. They rave about his blocking. That's somebody up front. Add to the offensive line. So you can protect Tom Brady. Because he's as good as his protection is going to be the later he does get in his career. Mm-hmm. I think you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, even in their early stages of their career. You're as good as your offensive line is going to be. Not every quarterback can make the big throws when they do have protection. But the great quarterbacks, if you give them the extra protection, they're that much better than everybody else on their best days. Dwayne Allen, great pickup. Stephon Gilmore. Look, if you can get Gilmore and Keith Butler, man, I, I mean, tell me more about the defense. Bringing Hightower back as well. Coney Ely. What did they, they trade a pick? As well. They basically got a pick back. They only moved eight spots down in the draft. Coney Ely. Signed Lawrence Guy, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. Trade for Brandon Cooks. He's an absolute beast. 23 years old. One of the fastest guys on the field every single Sunday. And they just signed Rex Burkhead, running, former running back of the Bengals. Now, the money they gave him, it seems like Blunt is gone. And I don't know if this is on Blunt or the Patriots. I'm thinking maybe Blunt, even though he was saying all the right things, he might have been in a spot where he's like, hey, 1,000 yards rushing. What do you have, 18 rushing touchdowns? How many opportunities do you get to get a big money deal? You know, maybe do something positive for your reputation where your reputation did not look good when you walked off the field for the Steelers. Right? I mean, it looks terrible. That's as bad as you get. And yet the Patriots take them back and they, you know, 1,000 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns. Yeah, the numbers he put up I'm, make his eyes I'm light up. AFC that. Championship, I'm pushing my fucking TV over to get him in the end zone <laughs> at the goal line. I mean, we love that guy. He's at Celtics games. We love him. Is he a good dude? I have no idea. He didn't look like it when he was walking off the field with Pittsburgh. You know, he did something for his reputation. 1,000 yards, 18 touchdowns. Go get the money, big dog. He said all the right things. He wanted to come back. But you know what? If I'm him, I'm looking for the money. Did he, did he misplay his market? I have no idea. What I do know is that Rex Burkhead is here. Along with Deion Lewis, along with Jimmy White. Got to think to yourself, I think the Blunt days are over. As sad as that is, we love Blunt. Uh, that might be on Blunt, though, more than it is the Patriots. Blunt might have gone out to go get... And, and, you know, I don't want to blame Blunt and make him look like a bad dude for that. But I'm saying, with regards to why he's not here, the Patriots might have seen him out there getting big money and say, hey, we'll bring in Burkhead. And uh, this is someone who's, what, four years younger? He's 26. You know, we think we could spend our money a little bit more wisely with a younger guy who, you know, we think can 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 be someone that can move the chains for us in big spots. You know, they bring in Burkhead, bring Hightower back, bring Allen Branch back, bring Duran Harmon back. They lose Logan Ryan. They lose Martellus Bennett. They probably lost the Garrett Plant. I think they're going to bring Butler back to play for just under four mil. This is a great offseason. And all of it that I talk about and mention brings me back to Garoppolo. And what are you doing with him? Honestly, what are you doing with him? And, and, and I... The people that want to keep him around or say they shouldn't trade him, these are the people, Pete, that will say, hey, 
he's the next guy up. Like, he's the next guy. And I guess the way I look at it is like, is he? (laughs) Because he only has one year left on his deal. And all right, you could franchise him. But if you keep Butler around, isn't the franchise tag, isn't it more logical to use it on him? Are you going to pay your backup quarterback $25 million next year? Like, you know, they're not going to give Malcolm Butler $10 million a season. They're going to pay a backup quarterback 25 mil for one season? I don't see it. But also, if you're Garoppolo, wouldn't you be put... This is something that is just overlooked by everybody. Garoppolo's feelings. Pete, you're Jimmy Garoppolo. Next year's the last... I'm in. I'm in. You're, you're Garoppolo. I'm in. Next year's the last year of your deal. Okay? What are you doing this offseason? I'm talking. You're know, talking with teams. Well, yeah... You know, can't be talking with teams. Well, you you would. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure Don Yee has talked yes. has talked to teams. I mean, there's a reason why they made the illegal tampering legal for a you, few days. Exactly. Um, you got to be thinking that he wants to play somewhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? He doesn't so, want to sit on the so bench. so if I'm Garoppolo, I mean, I'm going. Guys, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to resign. Um, are you going to, I mean, if you're going to give me the franchise take for 25 mil, go ahead. But I don't think you're going to do that. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to start somewhere. I mean, if you get that vibe from him, especially on top of everything else, like I'm still waiting for the Cleveland trade because the Browns have done everything to tell us that's what they're trying to do. I mean, the report last week over the weekend, the latest was that after they traded for Osweiler, Cleveland, they're willing, they're trying to package Osweiler and a fifth round pick to get a third round pick. Because they're stacking up on the draft picks. When they traded for Osweiler, they also got a second round pick. And they opened up a and I think it was what they sent out the emails or the press releases, right? After a trade. And they opened it up saying, We're so glad we got a second round pick in this trade from the Houston Texans. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Brock Osweiler, you know, quarterback that we we expect to fight for a spot. Like, no. No, I'm sorry. Osweiler's contract, too big for him to be at the bottom of that press release. It is. You might say he didn't earn it or he doesn't deserve it, which is what I told him when he signed it with Houston. But even if you feel that way, like I do, he's, the money's too big and the potential is still there to the point where you, if you're an organization that desperately needs a quarterback, you don't put him at the bottom of that press release, right? And if you, when you hear this story, they're trying to trade Osweiler, and if they don't get a third-round pick, they will want to package a fifth with Osweiler to get a third. If they can't make that happen, Mary Kay Cabot, you know what she reported? She's all over this. That they're just going to cut Osweiler. They'll eat the 16 mil. They got $100 million in cap space. What's 16 mil to them? Nothing. Especially if they can somehow work out a deal to get their franchise guy in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, uh, you know, if you're Cleveland, and let's say Garoppolo doesn't want to go to Cleveland, you know, you pull the same shit. Hey, we'll hit you with a franchise tag. We'll hit you with a franchise tag again. All right? We'll have you under control for three years. Right? And who knows what happens then. I mean, maybe he ends up liking it. Maybe Cleveland ends up improving. You know, maybe he loves being a starting quarterback so much that that's his home. You don't know that, that it can't happen. If you're Cleveland, you got to take the chance. It looks like they're setting up to take that chance. And combined with everything else that we talk about with the Patriots, it just makes the most sense for this trade to still happen. we got plenty of time for it to go down, folks. And in fact, while everybody and their mother's out there talking about Malcolm Butler, who the Patriots still have control of, as I record this podcast, it's all quiet on the Jimmy Garoppolo front, isn't it? It's all quiet on the Cleveland Browns' Brock Osweiler front, isn't it? Little too quiet, Pete. <laughs> Little too quiet. That's just that's how I feel about it. Any move the Patriots have made, and there have been a lot of great ones, and the latest is bringing back Dante Hightower on a contract that you gotta love if you're the Patriots. You know, even though it maybe isn't what Hightower expected to get out there in the free agent market, there's a reason he came back. I think part of it is loves winning. I think he loves winning, and um, you know, maybe takes a little less because of it. But that's the latest. I'll keep my eye on the Butler stuff. I'll react to it. Follow me on Twitter, all forms of social media. I'll keep reacting 
to, to what happens with Malcolm Butler. But um, outside of that, you know, I got my eye on as well. We got our eye on Darrell Revis, our boy Darrell Revis. You lost 10 pounds. Lost 10 pounds, but you know what else? A judge has dismissed Revis on all charges. Good. He was charged with aggravated assault following that late night fight in Pittsburgh in the middle of February. We sat here, Pete, and talked about what actually probably went down. Slane was in studio. We had Slane in studio. He agreed when I said, you know, everyone is out there crushing Revis. You know, the Jets release him. It's like, does anyone live in the real world? Like, do we think Revis is walking down the street at 2.30 in the morning? Just sucker punching two kids when he's outnumbered? That's not how it works. How it works is two punks outnumber Darrell Revis. They act like punks, and then they get what's coming to them. And uh, I don't necessarily know what was going through the judge's head, but I'll tell you that if the judge dismisses all the charges here, it's got to tell you that something fishy was going on. Either it wasn't him... Or what happened might have been justified. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal. Revis is out there. And you could bring him in. And he's obviously played with the Patriots before. Is there a motivational fact that it might have been lost when he signed the big deal? I'm I'm not sure. I, I put it this way. I wouldn't put my money on Revis coming back to the Pats. But at this stage, with all the stuff the Patriots are doing, would you really be shocked if that was the next bit of news? That not only do they bring back Revis, but they keep Butler, and this is just, you know, murderous row on that Patriots defense. It's like, all right, now we see all the quarterbacks we're going to be facing next year. Here's what we got for you. The fucking kitchen sink. Okay? The kitchen fucking sink. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to put my money on it, but I'm not going to sit here and be shocked that the Patriots do end up bringing Darrell Revis back. But he has been... Uh, cleared and d- dismissed all charges. The judge dismissed all charges against Revis with that aggravated assault. A couple other counts in there too, but everything dismissed. So uh, let's move on from football. A couple other thoughts here before I wrap it up and send you into St. Patrick's Day weekend. Pete, you got you got some big plans though here. St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yeah, we do. Right? Yeah. You you guys. I usually come to your backyard every day yeah. to do this show. Um, and I'm from Southie, born and raised, still living there, not leaving. Uh, I'm, you know, I say not leaving now. Who knows how out of control it gets in, in 10 years in Southie. But uh, the dream's already, the Southie dream has already lost, been lost. It's already dead. So, um, but I have to come to Dorchester to do this show. You guys, you dot rats are coming to Southie on Sunday for the parade. Tell us where you're going to be. We'll be setting up at Bailey's Coffee Shop on the corner of L and East Broadway. Uh, we'll be selling some T-shirts, hanging out, partying, just enjoying the parade pretty much. Uh, you gotta, You're going to join us. So. I'm going to join. I'm yeah. on WEEI Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock um, with Jerry Thornton. I I thought I was tr- trying to convince him, let's do you know, let's do a show in Southie. I can, I can get us in any bar or a stat- local establishment that you want. Literally can get you in anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Didn't happen. I, I, don't, I don't know the reasons for it, so I, I can't sit here and – Really react to it, but that was what I was pushing to do. As as I know right now, we're not doing that, but I am still going to be on Good. 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock Sunday morning. Um, but I want to do a Facebook so, Live. So after that, us. I'll be swinging by. Yeah. So Ellen, you'll be at Ellen Broadway. Yep. You'll be selling shirts. Right inside of Bailey's, the old Bailey's the Coffee Shop. The old Bailey's shop. Coffee yep. Shop, which has been shut down for a little bit. I used to go down to Bailey's. Yeah. We were playing wiffle ball on 3rd Street. You know, to go get some candy in between games. We'd stop at Frosty's, get a slice of pizza, some french fries, no free refills. Never had free refills in there. But, you know, then we'd stop at Bailey's, get some candy, go up and finish our wiffle ball games. Uh, but you'll be in Bailey's. It's shut down, but you're going to reopen it for a day on Ellen Broadway yeah, on Sunday. Yep, on Sunday. Right. One to five, so we'll be there good all day. St- good stuff. Swing by. Yep. Swing by. I'll be by. Um, yeah, Facebook Live. The only problem with doing stuff yeah. on the internet and on the LTE network on your phone that day, I you know I know you've been to Salty before for parade day. Yeah, the data, data gets jammed. But it's it's a tough when everybody and their mother comes to town and is on their phone, especially in this day and age where you're going like Facebook Live video mm-hmm. and stuff. I just I'm it, scheming. I got some plans. So. You have plans? Uh, yeah, I do. What are you gonna do? I might be doing some hot spots. Really? Yeah. Hot spots are nice. Yeah. But you know, we'll it's see. not. It doesn't have to it's be not perfect. not the answer to everything. You know? You're right. So maybe we'll do something. Some type yeah. of Facebook live fun. video. 
I got a couple parties. So people can't stop by. They can, I, they I can tune a, in on Look, Facebook. I got a couple parties to get to, though. <laughs> so we're going to have to we gotta keep it quick. I don't usually watch the parade, Pete. I could, I've, never, I've never been to the parade. Oh, you haven't? Ever. What? Never been to the parade. Much like I've never been to Dot Day. <laughs> never been to well, Dot I've Day. I've always been to Dot Day. I know you have. Wait, yeah. you've never come, but you've I'm come like to Southie. I'm like the Dorchester version of you. Yeah. But I'm you've Southie. never come to Southie on parade never, day? Never, never. Oh, I thought I you... refused. Oh. Yeah. I always, like, boycotted it. And, and now you're doing it. Now I... Yeah. No, funny. Not. Funny how it works. <laughs> now that you want to sell shit. Well, we, we finally gave in. Now that you see in, everyone moving in, you We finally gave in to everybody's request of making Southie gear. Uh-huh. So finally, so you, I was like, all right, I'll and, open up my talents to, to design some stuff. All right, there's a clothing line that makes Selty great again. Is that what we have? That's what we've been working on. Me and you have been working on that. Is it ready to go? It's ready to go. All right. I need it to be ready. It's ready. I need it to I, be ready. Yeah. Make Selty We'll kind of keep it in hush-hush for you, but. Oh, so. No, but it's, it's, it's ready to rock. All right. We're ready to talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Just not right now. We get time to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, swing by Ellen Broadway on Sunday. I'll make an appearance, 1 to 5. Uh, I'll make an appearance after my WEEI appearance. And I'm going to make it quick, though, because i got to get to a couple parties. I, I don't usually watch the parade. I'm over that. Uh, you know, I used to watch the parade when it was, like, cool to be able to drink out in public when you're underage. Listen to you. I'll make an appearance. Right? I'll, I'll make, make an appearance. appearance. Well, I get oh, a, I'll stop in. We go to, hey, the, stop I go by. to the same party every single year. I'll stop by. I go to the same <laughs> party every year. My time's valuable on that day. It is. Especially when I get to work in the morning. I got to drink a lot, you, of, a lot of parties. Hey, <laughs> usually I'm, I'm drinking Bud Lights at 10 a.m. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm getting a late start. I got to work. You got to work, yeah. So I'm getting a late start. By the time I get home, it's going to be like 1.30-ish. By the time I get there, it's going to be like two. You know, you guys are already going to be greased up. You guys are going to be plastered. Oh, we're going to be greased up. You guys are going to be, you know, we got a full shirts staff, off. We got, like, we got like seven people working. Shirts with us off, too. faces painted, singing. I, I wouldn't put a pass. Singing Irish songs. Yeah, Give me something. Definitely. Give me something. You want something? Yeah, we need to hear something. What do you want? We need something. Ah, the Wild Rover. Yeah, this is my jam. This is your go-to. This is my jam. I probably won't be playing this one. No, nay, never. No, nay, never, no more. Will I play the Wild Rover? People in Beantown looking. They don't know what's going on. We're singing Irish songs. St. Patty's Day? They can't hear it. They can hear it. <laughs> Noons can hear it. He just cut his hand shopping in a skate. All right, so St. Patty's Day weekend. I got to go. I will say this tomorrow night. I will be at the South Boston Citizen Association dinner. And we'll kick it off. But for right now, I got to give a couple of thoughts on what's going on with David Price. Oh, you don't want to do it to the Irish music? No, I don't. Because <laughs> this isn't a happy story. I'm not sure this is going to be... Happy ending with David Price. Have you seen the latest on David Price? And you know what? If you haven't, because of what's been going on with the New England Patriots, I don't necessarily blame you. But David Price, you got to ask yourself, if you do dig into this and pay a little bit of attention as to what's going on with his throwing arm, you got to ask yourself, what's going on here? What is going on here? David Price, let me give you a breakdown as to what's happened. David Price was scratched from his first spring training start, what, two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago. He was scratched from his first spring training start, and he was scratched because he had soreness in his forearm and elbow. Soreness in his forearm and elbow. They had an MRI. He met with, you know, he consulted with medical staff. He went for a second opinion. Went for a second opinion to see Dr. James Andrews. Now, I told you, we already went over this a little bit, but it was quick because there was so much Patriot stuff going on. Dr. James Andrews, the three words you do not want to hear as a fan and even as a player. Now, 
He met with Dr. James Andrews, who was actually at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis at the time. Flew down, met with him, comes back. Little disconnect between the manager and the player. John Farrell gives the initial report, says he does not need surgery. It's going to be a rest and recovery with some medication. No surgery, no injections. He's going to be shut down for 7 to 10 days, and then we'll reevaluate it. David Price speaks to reporters the next day at spring training and says, "Eh, eh-eh. No 7 to 10 day window. Okay? Disregard that. So uh, they're already on a different page. Price is like, we're shutting it down. And you know what? I side with Price. It's like, I don't know why you guys aren't talking in the first place, but forget about that. You should be shutting it down indefinitely. Elbow, throwing arm, Dr. James Andrews, even though he says rest and recovery, no, you know, no injection. You have to shut this thing down indefinitely. You're paying the guy $30 million a season. You went out and acquired Chris Sale. So things should be okay. You should try and take this and, you know, don't rush him back. Right? And everything was fine. I thought that was it. This week, David Price is throwing again. He had some quotes the other day. Earlier this week. Now, this is coming with the news that, and this is the team confirming, David Price will begin the season on the DL. He will. No shock to me, based on what we've heard. No shock at all. He's going to begin the season on the DL. But with this news comes some things that are being said from David Price that I am scratching my head about, and I'm having a tough time, I'm having a tough time understanding what actually is going on with David Price. And let me tell you why. Here's what David Price says. Um, he says, quote, and this is him talking about this week what Dr. James Andrews said, what doctors have told him about his sore elbow forearm. He said, quote, they said if I was 22 or 23, they'd have told me to go have surgery. I've gone through this. This is something I feel like happens every spring training. It's those first four to five weeks of spring training that I feel like I go through this every single year. And this year was just a little bit worse. You know, my arm got a little bit more stiff. And that's why we took the precautionary actions that we took. That was the right thing to do. End quote. David Price. Let me read you the first part of that quote again. He says, quote, They said, if I was 22 or 23, they'd have told me to go have surgery. Red flag. Um, David Price is 31 years old. If they are telling you that if you're 22 or 23, that you would be having surgery, that they would say, you'd go to Dr. James Andrews and he'd say, eh, unique elbow or not, which is what he said they told him, unique elbow or not, you're going to have surgery. Which tells me that there's obviously something going on in the elbow. There's something wrong. You don't just tell someone to have surgery just to have it. I know that Tommy John might, Tommy John surgery these days might seem like that. But let's be honest. As much as people have Tommy John surgery, they have it for a reason. Okay? And that's because there's something going on in the elbow. Now, if Price is being told that if he was 10 years younger, they'd be telling him to have surgery, here's what I start wondering. Is the, I have a couple questions here. One, is this going to come up again this season? Is it? Because if surgery is a possibility for 22, 23, I don't know. The world that I live in, and I'm no doctor, but the world that I live in, Pete, if you can have surgery at 22, 23, you can have surgery at 31, 32. And in fact, I would think that surgery would be more necessary for a 31, 32-year-old who might not necessarily recover as quickly as a 22, 23-year-old. So I got questions. Is this going to come up again? And I don't think that they can guarantee it won't. That's why he's going to begin the season on the DL. If everything was hunky-dory here and everything was just fine with David Price's elbow, he'd be starting the season in the rotation, okay? He would, but he's not. And he had a visit Dr. James Andrews. And now we're hearing this week that they told him if he was 22, 23, he'd be having surgery. Something's up. Something's obviously going on. Let's go back to last year. I said a couple things on this very show. One thing I said about Price, 
at one point during the season when he was struggling and the velocity was down and they were trying to tell us about the onslaught or the wind-up and there was a different thing there. He was tipping his pitches maybe or he was doing something different. I questioned, and I said it on this show, I questioned, he's obviously someone who cares what the public thinks. He cares what the fans and the media in this town think. All you got to do to go is go to his Twitter account or, you know, jump in shotgun with him and go through the Starbucks drive-thru, have a little coffee conversation, right? He cares what people think about him. And I looked at last year and said, if you care what people think about you, and your velocity's down, and it doesn't look right. I was expecting a DL stint from Price last year, like, a lot. Like, I was expecting something like, is he hurt? Like, I was wondering last year, is he hurt? And if he is a little hurt, and there's something going on, and that's why the velocity's down, is a guy who cares so much about what people think, knowing that he signed such a big contract, knowing that he hasn't won shit in the postseason, and he knows he has a whole lot to prove, is he a little afraid of going on the DL and taking some time off? And acknowledging an issue in the elbow or in the arm that might portray him from the outside. Not saying that I'd portray him as such, but might portray him from a lot of people as being one of these guys who gets the big contract and then has to shut it down. And and might to some people, and again, not me, but might to some people look like a wuss. Right? Is he was he afraid of that? Was he pl- did he de- did he decide to take that mindset and that fear and play through some pain? And my question is, is he doing that again right now? Because here's my advice. And again, I'm no doctor, and I understand that Pete, I understand that when we look at this situation, we're looking at it from afar. We're sitting in a studio and we don't have the MRI reports in front of us. We don't have, we don't talk to Dr. James Andrews. But my advice from afar would be, if you think this thing could come up again and you know that you'd be having surgery at 22, 23, have surgery right now. Because if you wait and you get into May or you get into June and this thing pops up and you go see Dr. James Andrews again, he's like, huh? yeah, it's a unique elbow, but if you don't have surgery, like, you know, you don't need to, but if you don't, this is going to come up again. If he decides to have surgery then, not only is he missing most of 2017, he's missing most of 2018. And the people that maybe David Price, as I don't know, scared of knocking him for hitting the DL with something, knowing he's got this big contract, knowing he has a lot to prove, these people, even like me, are going to be a whole lot more upset with him if he misses more than one season because it's something that he was told he would have had sur- been told to have surgery if he was 22, 23. I hear this surgery thing from David Price, and I go, have surgery right now. Have surgery right now. If I, uh, Pete, if you went to someone and they told you, well, you know what? If you were 10 years younger, I'd tell you to have surgery on it. What would you— what, how I think would, I'm a bad example. <laughs> look, I've, I've been told that before. But 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 what do you but, but it's come, I, and I I put it off. But the issues made, have come made, up again, and it's made things. The worse, issues yeah. have come up yes. again. That's the, that's the point here. I just see this as a situation where I think this issue coming up again is somewhat inevitable. If they're talking about surgery, if he was ten years younger. So if I was ten years younger and I got the surgery, who knows if I'd be here right now? I could be in the fucking MLB, <laughs> true, bro. True, true. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen to David Price? All I'm saying is that I just think the smart thing to do. If you're even gonna, if they're gonna mention the word surgery to you, damn! If they're mentioning surgery to you, and you think this could come up again, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. And I just wonder: is he more concerned about what people think of him? Because he obviously cares about that. Is he more concerned about what people think of him, or I, don't, I never have and I never will? Yeah. <laughs> is he concerned about what people think of him, or? Does he want to play this thing smart? I think he's I'm not fucking, sure he's doing both. He's too involved with the media, man. He, he he's has, too involved with what people think of him. That's what I mean. Like he, he's got to relax with that shit. Yeah. But because he cares so much, do you get my theory here? Yeah. That that something even was going on last year, and he's like, oh, I can't, I, I can't go yeah. on the DL. Yeah. I just got a big contract. I can't be that guy. What are he they going to say? What are they going to say? He obviously him? cares yeah. about it. And all right, it might not be something where his arm's going to fall off, or they would have told him to have surgery right away. But it's something that's going to come up and come up again. You're trying. I get it. You want to look tough. You want to look like you're playing through the pain. But there's looking tough, and then there's playing it smart. And playing it smart, if they're going to mention surgery, have it now. 
Have it now. And be back for 2018. You know what wouldn't make me hit the panic button for that? Is that you got Chris Sale. But the problem is you don't want to miss Price for two, two seasons because you waited. That makes no sense. And for the most part, some things that the Red Sox have done in recent history have not made much sense. So, just keep an eye on it. I, 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 I question what's going on in David Price's head and if he's playing this thing the right way or not. I really am. So, uh, that's a major story to me. And I would say my advice from the outside, get the surgery done. And we'll see in 2018 because we got Chris Sale. And in 2018, this is going to be one hell of a staff. Send him a tweet. You know he'll read it. I know he'll read it. (laughs) Read my column in the Boston Metro this week. I just wrote it yesterday on this mini little (laughs) keypad that I had to buy for my iPad. You know what that reminds me of? The Will Ferrell skit. Have your bags packed for Milan. He's got a little <laughs> tiny baby. That's what you look like, a little tiny baby. That's, about that's Zoolander, right? No, that's uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh. Yeah. That's Zoolander. They use the little phones, too. <laughs> Mugatu. 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 Great movie. One of my favorites. Um, finally, wrapping it up, just a couple quick thoughts here. Bruins and Celtics win last night. They won on Wednesday night. We spent a lot of time talking about Isaiah Thomas and how he is an MVP candidate because he is. And Isaiah Thomas, by the way, 27 points again last night. And I got a pretty cool stat for you that you're going to want to you're gonna want to see. Uh, but Brad Marchand, did you know that Brad Marchand leads the NHL in goals and points? Did you know that? Look, if you're making this type of run late in the season, and Marchand was 36 goals, leads the league, one more than Crosby, three more than Malkin, Evgeny Malkin, three more than Pacioretty, and you're tied. He's actually tied for first in the NHL in points with 76. Tied with Patrick Kane and Connor McDavid. Two more than Crosby, four more than Malkin. How are you not putting Brad Marchand in the MVP conversation? Now look, the Bruins have been fourth on the list in this town for the right now. I think they're moving their way up that list, the way they keep playing. They beat Calgary last night. And it's an impressive win because Calgary, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, and they do it in Calgary, and they do it with the backup goalie, <laughs> right? In that, I, you know, we talk about how when the Bruins were at, are, have been at home under Bruce Cassidy, they've been an improved team, and it's nice to see because they were brutal at home with Claude Julien this year, but they were also brutal with the backup goalie. They're playing, they're, they're winning with the backup goalie now, and that's a great thing for Tuka Rask and the, and the stretch run and a playoff run. But uh, the Bruins are playing great hockey. And Brad Marchand, what he's doing, you know, I've always been a huge Marchand fan. Um, I, I ne- didn't necessarily think we'd be putting him in the MVP conversation, but you have to. He's in the MVP conversation. If you're not putting him there, you don't want him to be there. Much like the Isaiah Thomas MVP conversation. If you're not putting him in it, you don't want him to be in it. And and you don't want him to, to be an MVP. Marchand plus 19. Another stat. But that Isaiah Thomas stat I was going to get to, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. 27 points last night. Okay, he leads the Celtics in outright scoring for the 32nd straight game. 32 straight games, he leads the Celtics in scoring. Had 27 last night. Players in NBA, in the NBA, since 1976-77 NBA-ABA merger, right? Here are those other streaks. Here are the other players that have streaks longer than 32. Ready for it? Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And by no way, shape, or form am I trying to tell you that Isaiah Thomas is Michael Jordan or Isaiah Thomas is Kobe Bryant. He's not. Not an idiot. I know that. All right? What I am trying to tell you is the numbers that Isaiah Thomas is putting up for the people that want to say, well, it's just because he's the only guy on this, that. They're second in the East. They have 43 wins. They literally have 15 wins without Isaiah Thomas, okay? And when you're putting up numbers that are putting you in a conversation with those great players that I mentioned, well, it's n- my point is this. Yeah, he's not Kobe. Yeah, he's not Jordan, and he never will be those two players. But he's not some pedestrian player that's just a product of, A, the system, or a product of being the only scorer on a team that without him would be less than mediocre, okay? 
He's, he's better than what those people are saying. He's better than pedestrian. He's not an all-time great, but he's an MVP candidate. He certainly is. And the Celtics, you know, they're doing their thing. Playoff basketball, playoff hockey, right around the corner. Um, I can't wait. Pete, real quick, before we close it out. NCAA tournament's going on. They're all watching the TV. I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, who do you got winning it? I got Duke in my bracket. You got Duke? Yeah. All right, I got Kansas. I think I, I, yeah, good luck. I, think I took care of that, but anyways. Yeah. Is that the, the NCAA coverage right there? That's my NCAA got coverage. That's my NCAA coverage. I, you know what? I hate Duke, too, but I'm just going against everything this year. Um, yeah, you know what? I picked based on a couple things. I mean, Josh Jackson for Kansas is going to play. He's somebody to look out for if the Celtics are going to keep the Brooklyn pick. Um, you know, my final four is Villanova, Maryland, Kansas, Kentucky. And that's it. I got Kansas beating Villanova. That's it. No more details. If I win, I win. We didn't do any type of Beantown thing. You know why? Because I'm like, everybody's doing a bracket. It's like, why do I have to run one? Let someone else run it. Well, we did our own internal one. Yeah, we did you it here at Beantown Athletics. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. for the people no, that listen that wanted to do something. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know what to do? You know how you can treat you know, you know how you, No, you know how you can treat yourself courtesy of the Danny Picard show? Go to DraftKings.com right now and play for free using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. And don't just put in an NBA or an NHL lineup. Do it tonight and tomorrow for the World Baseball Classic. Do it for golf tournaments. I love doing it for golf tournaments. Pick six golfers, win big money, and again, play for free using my promo code PIC. That's P. I see. Play for free with your first deposit. Uh, Pete, I will see you on Sunday on I, Ellen Broadway. I hope so. Hope you don't stand us up. I'll be there. Probably better, around 2, 2.30. There'll be a lot of disappointed people two, if you 2, do. Will you be selling the Make Selfie Great Again t-shirts? Yes. We, you we, will. I made them for you. You will. You'll be selling them. Finally, we got them out. I'm on WEI Saturday, WEI Sunday morning, and I'll be by Ellen Broadway on Sunday afternoon. Make sure you stop by and say hello. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get this show at dannypicard.com, also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. Get the video on Facebook Live. Every show, the live video simulcast. Do it, and when you're watching, make sure you hit that little share button on your screen to let everybody else know that's what we're doing. I'm out. Talk to you Monday.